Now, the program to help you and your family get fit and stay fit with a biblical foundation without a one-size-fits-all plan. It's Faith Family Fitness with your host, Full Armor Sports and National Champion Coach, Jason Lupo. Welcome to Faith Family Fitness on 100.7 The Word. I want to thank you for joining us again on another week and another episode. We had an amazing response from last week. We have a ton of new followers uh, interested in what we have to offer on this show. And it's fun. It's exciting to uh, to bring about different perspectives and, and to kind of change the topic on a weekly basis. Uh, it keeps everybody a little entertained. But we're going to go back to fitness today. We're going to talk about fitness. And Christmas is around the corner, and one of the hottest expected gifts is fitness trackers. So we expect to see a lot of Fitbits, Garmin watches, Apple watches, anything that tracks fitness to be sold at Christmas time. It was a hot topic item on Black Friday as well. So we saw a lot of movement in those products. So I have two disclaimers for this show. The first one is this. If you are going to start an exercise program, please make sure that you consult your physician first. That's to make sure that uh, we don't end up in court. Make sure that you consult your physician. The second is this. If you plan on buying a fitness accessory, fitness tracker, or fitness products for your spouse this Christmas, nothing says you need to lose weight like buying your husband or your wife a Fitbit. So you should probably have that conversation before you decide to give that gift. Make sure it's something that they want because we don't want any relationships destroyed over this show. So make sure that you're not giving gifts of fitness accessories if that's not something that somebody's into or has any interest in because nothing says you need to lose weight like giving your spouse a Fitbit. So with that being said, we're going to get into heart rate zones today. We're going to get into the energy systems. We are going to talk about what we do at Full Armor Swim Team uh, and what I've done in the past as an endurance coach when it comes to training with heart rate zones, when it comes to endurance training. We've talked a lot about the strength components on this show recently and strength training for youth athletes, all that stuff. If you've missed any of those episodes, go back, listen to them. Uh, we're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, all the podcast providers. Just look up Faith Family Fitness. You'll see a picture of my uh, beautiful bearded face. Click on that link. Listen to our show. It's great. It's fun. Anyways, we're going to take a brief time out. When we come back, we're going to talk about fitness training. We're going to talk about the aerobic system, anaerobic system, and all the fun heart rate zones and lactic acid and all that fun stuff. So join us after this brief timeout, and we'll be talking about that. Thanks for listening to Faith Family Fitness, a presentation of Full Armor Sports Teams. Teamwork is at the core of any successful organization. Full Armor Sports, led by national champion coach Jason Lupo, is now registering for school year sports programs. Full Armor is a multi-sport teaching and training organization with homeschool options available. All of Full Armor Sports coaches are certified and experts in their field. Full Armor's coaches combine for over 500 years of coaching experience. They will help your kids gain fundamental skills, the concepts of teamwork, essential to being successful throughout their lives. Multiple sports options are available now, from swimming, softball and volleyball, to powerlifting and youth MMA. The faith-based approach to making sports fun and productive are a great choice for your kids at Full Armor Sports Teams. 
Learn more at FullArmorSportsTeams.com. Welcome back to Faith Family Fitness on 100.7 The Word. Today's topic is aerobic training, anaerobic training. Uh, We're talking about heart rate zones because we know that many of you have uh, Fitbits. Heart rate has become a common uh, tool that is used in the everyday world. It used to be back when I was a cyclist. Um, You know, heart rate was heart rate monitors, things like that were kind of still new to the the vast public. Um, Everybody was starting to get them. Now it's even more common because we get our heart rate through our Apple watches and we even have phone apps where you can go and buy a heart rate monitor and, and it'll connect with your phone. And so you can see your, your heart rate there. So heart rate has become way more popular. And it's become a part of our society. It's become a part of our fitness journeys because it's so easy to get now. It's it's inexpensive. It, it's become much more affordable, uh, much more readily available. So we're seeing heart rates Heart rate monitors come into play a lot in the fitness industry. And we can trust to a certain degree what zones, heart rate zones, and everything that our, our Fitbit tells us we're in and all that stuff. I don't have a Fitbit. I don't like things around my wrist. Um, but, you know, I've got a heart rate monitor strap that I've used. I still have it. Um, I still use it if I'm training. And so it's become more readily available. We need to know. I think everybody should know what those heart rate zones really mean and how we should be using them. So how often do we hit it? Things like that. So that's that's really the topic of today's conversation is what do we do with these heart rate monitors? So the first thing that we have to discuss is the fact that we have three energy systems in our body. <clears throat> so three ways that our body produces energy. Energy in the form of um glucose, glycogen, the energy that we use to basically fuel our body for performance. And so we've got three energy systems. The first one is our aerobic system. Our aerobic system, aerobic with oxygen, in the presence of oxygen, that's what the word aerobic means. Our aerobic system is using fat as a primary source of fuel to basically create this energy that we use to then go and perform. Then we get into the anaerobic system, anaerobic key term, without oxygen. So the an without oxygen. That system uses basically uh, glycolysis in the form of lactate to break down and provide glycogen to our muscles to perform. It uses carbohydrates as a primary source of fuel. And then we get into our ATP-PCR system, which we've talked about on this show, adenosine triphosphate phosphocreatine. That is our super short burst of energy. It lasts about 7 to 15 seconds uh, in a trained athlete and even under that in an untrained athlete. And that ATP-PCR system really doesn't come into play in a lot of respects outside of uh, high-performance caliber athletics. Um, That is the system every day that we would use if a fire broke out and we had to dart out from our chair and, and run out of the building or a bear is chasing us. All right. That's the system that we're talking about when we talk about the ATP PCR system. It's not a topic of conversation today. That is uh, mostly in the, in the power strength world. Uh, maybe you get into it with your, I mean, you get into it with your hundred meter sprinters on the track, but truly at the end of the day, We're not going to touch it in the general fitness world, so we're not really going to talk about it today. We're also going to answer that question that all of my swimmers ask me on a regular basis. Why do we do this? 
I'm going to explain that. I'm going to explain why we touch all these heart rate zones on a regular basis. Now, we can test for heart rate zones in a wide variety of ways, right? So our Fitbits, things like that, a lot of times they calculate your own uh, fitness zones, your heart rate zones. I'm going to give you our tools as to how we calculate our uh, heart rate zones. Uh, But some of the stuff that we get into becomes kind of a guessing game unless you take higher steps uh, and more advanced equipment to figure out when we talk about ventilatory threshold. uh, That really includes testing for gas exchanges, CO2 and O2. Uh, You can only do that with specialized equipment. Um, We are actually getting that equipment shortly here in Colorado Springs. We don't have it yet, and we should have it in the next couple weeks. And then we have lactic, lactate threshold, okay? Lactic acid threshold uh, requires a, a pinprick, a needle prick of the, of the finger, or they can even use the earlobe. Um, and then basically you test that blood to measure the lactic acid in the blood and the acidosis. So we're kind of taking a guessing game when we don't have that specialized equipment. But for most people, the specialized equipment is not a necessity. So a lot of times you look online and you go, okay, we're going to find heart rate zones. Heart rate zones, they try to make it as simple as possible. You can do the 220 minus age theory of your of your max heart rate. Uh, I, I can't stand that that uh, process of just minusing age from your your heart rate to find your max. I don't think it's accurate. If you are a healthy individual um, that has gone through some decent training, and has an aerobic base, which means that like you're not going out tomorrow to try this, please. If you have not been training for at least two or three months, don't go, don't go home and try this. But if you've been training for a while, the best way to get your maximal heart rate is to reach your maximal heart rate. That's how we get the most accurate number. So if you're in a trained state, make that very clear. If you're in a trained state, this is not your first workout. This is not the first thing that you're going to do. Find a hill, run up it as fast as you can for a solid minute and see what that max heart rate really is. This is as fast maximal effort as you can. You can do it on a bike as well, right? Ride as hard as you can for a minute. That's going to give you your maximal heart rate. You're really trying to take it to the point where you feel like you're going to pass out. That's where you're at your max. And that's why I say don't do this if you're in an untrained state because it doesn't matter. We're just trying to get you fit at that point. Go back, listen to our episode on uh, uh, the active couch potato, right? Go back, listen to some of our other episodes first, get a base of training, and then try it. For our resting heart rate, the best way to do it is sleep. We're finding your lowest heart rate in your sleep pattern, in your sleep cycle. So it, it kind of becomes... Uh, tricky if you don't have one of those Fitbit wearables or if you don't wear it at night, you might have to wear it one night. Um, but your resting heart rate, the lowest heart rate that you have, uh, is a number one, a really good indicator of fitness. We've used it as an indicator of fitness in the past. And we've also used it as a tool to measure recovery. So if you have a Fitbit, if you have a heart rate monitor and you use it on a regular basis when you're sleeping, it gives us really good tools. So as you get more and more fit, your heart becomes more and more efficient. Your body systems become more and more efficient at doing jobs. 
And so we tend to see trained athletes with really low resting heart rates. That's because their heart is trained up. Everything is trained up to where their heart doesn't have to be as much to provide the amount of oxygen that their body needs. And so we see lower resting heart rates as you become more and more trained. So resting heart rate can become an indicator of training level, um, but it also becomes a really good indicator for those of you that are training super hard. So if you're training every day and all of a sudden you see your resting heart rate is starting to go up and spike, it's a pretty good indicator that it's time to take some rest. So we can use resting heart rate as a tool to figure out recovery levels. If you're not recovering well, we start to see that heart rate in your sleep start to rise and go up. And it's a great indicator of when it's time to kind of chill out, do some active recovery before we continue to push our bodies and push our bodies more. Now, if you're not a super trained athlete, um, don't worry, this episode's still for you. And I still think that you should listen in because I think it's super critical. So in general, um, what I'm about to say might not make sense over the air. Uh, By my voice, it might be kind of difficult to track. But if you go on our website, faithfamilyfit.org, you will find exactly what I'm talking about today. So our the way that we calculate our heart rate zones at full armor is we take our maximum heart rate and we take our minimum heart rate or our resting heart rate. And we subtract the max from the minimum and we get this working number. We call it working heart rate. We take that working heart rate, we times it by the percentages of the zones that we're working in, and then we add it back to the resting heart rate. So an example, uh, if your max heart rate is 190, all these numbers are actually from an athlete, a cyclist that I coached, Brad Tyra, um, who went on to do some amazing things in the cycling world. Uh, He's got a national championship under him, several state championships, great guy. Uh, Anyways, these are his numbers because I pulled up his spreadsheet this morning. Uh, maximum heart rate 190 his working heart rate was 145 because his resting heart rate was 45 so nice even round numbers for us to work with Uh, we have four zones that we work with active recovery which is 60 to 65 percent of working heart rate Uh, we have our base aerobic zone which is 70 to 75 percent then we get into our threshold which is 85 to 90 percent and our lactate tolerance, which is 90 to 95%. And then everything over that uh, is our brutal zone, is what we call it, which we don't touch too much in training, but it exists. And so we take the the uh, working heart rate, 145, we times it by the lower limit of the active recovery, which is 60%, and then we add it back to our resting heart rate, which gives us a number of 132 So in general, I'm going to put this on the website. I'm not going to go over it because I think me talking about um, these calculations may not make as much sense as you just seeing it. Uh, It's pretty easy to do. We actually have a spreadsheet. I'll throw the spreadsheet online so you can just type in your own numbers and it'll automatically calculate everything for you. Gives you a nice little printout of your heart rate numbers. And then it also gives you a little label for uh, placing on your bike. All my athletes that were cyclists. We used to cut it out and they taped it on their bikes so that they could easily see what zones they were working with. You'll notice we did skip a zone um, between 75 and 85%. My coach back in the day, Craig Hops out of Mission Viejo, California, phenomenal guy. He coached me when I was a triathlete as well as a cyclist. He coached me for a long time. He's a phenomenal dude. Um, love him to death. 
I hope he's listening to this show. Give him some credit. But anyways, uh, he used to always talk about trash mileage zone. And so this is kind of that lukewarm effort. So it's kind of like, you know, it's harder than what's kind of your base building aerobic zone, but it's not so hard that you really don't want to do it. And that tends to be where we see a lot of uh, recreational 5K, 10K runners, uh, recreational cyclists. They love that zone. They love that little trash mileage zone where they're just sitting there and, and barely going through the motions, right? It's not hard enough to be hard. It's not easy enough to be easy. It's this lukewarm effort that makes us feel like we're kind of working hard, but we're not working too hard. And that zone is where we spend a lot of time if we're untrained and we're not looking at a heart rate monitor. And that zone is what we try to stay out of with our athletes. We don't want to be in that zone. We're either in an anaerobic zone or an aerobic zone. We're not in this kind of like trash mileage zone. We don't like that trash mileage zone because the name describes it all. It's this lukewarm effort that really isn't purposeful training. And we like purposeful training when I'm training my athletes. So we stay out of that zone. But it's a zone that we commonly find athletes in that are not working with a coach, that are that don't understand heart rate zones, that don't understand training. They tend to fit into that zone. So when I get a new athlete that's a runner or a cyclist or a triathlete, if I look at their heart rate uh, past history of, of workouts, I'll see majority of the stuff sits in that zone until they become coached. And then we try to see none of the heart rate sitting in that zone. So we're either at a hard effort or at an easy effort. I don't want to say easy, but an aerobic effort. And we're never really touching that middle zone. And that's something that uh, I encourage you all to do is kind of stay, make the hard stuff hard and the easy stuff easy is what we've always told our athletes. Make the hard stuff hard, make the easy stuff easy. And that's a critical component of continuing to improve. There's a lot of 5K runners that want to get faster and they're not going to be elite. They're not going to win the race, but part of fitness and part of exercise and part of what made running so popular in the States and triathlon so popular in the States is this will to continue to improve. Everybody wants to see improvement. Everybody wants to see themselves getting better and they're trying to beat their own time. So sure, we work with athletes where we're trying to win races, but we've also worked with athletes that they just want to improve their own times, whether it be up the Pikes Peak Marathon, whether it be a local 5k, the Turkey Trot just happened last Thanksgiving. We, I've worked with athletes the entire spectrum. And so we see a lot of people that just want to improve their times. And this show is critical to that. Make sure that you go online, download the spreadsheet so you can throw in your own numbers and it will give you your heart rate zones that you can use during your training. Now, when we get into fitness programming, because that's the basic uh, ideals of what we're doing on this show right now is I'm giving you tools to create your own programs. We can create a program for you, but you can do it on your own. So we want to spend a good chunk of time in this base aerobic zone. All right. So a good amount of time is building an aerobic base, but we also have to do the hard stuff. And so when we talk about anaerobic threshold or lactic acid threshold or lactate threshold, all those numbers are kind of, all those names are kind of interchangeable, but lactate threshold, lactate, lactic acid gets a 
a, a bad rap. We don't have time today to talk about lactic acid and what it actually does in the body, but I'd love to get into it on a later show. But lactic acid is the byproduct of anaerobic glycolysis. So when you go through anaerobic glycolysis, you create uh, lactic acid. When you go through the anaerobic energy system process, you create lactic acid. Lactic acid, if you don't have the presence of oxygen, continues to build up in the body. So when you've crossed the threshold to where your body is no longer clearing lactic acid, you get into acidosis and lactic acid starts to increase. There's this threshold, which is this number where you start producing more lactic acid, but you're clearing it. And when you stop clearing it, you see this giant spike. That is threshold. We have to spend time working at that threshold pace. It's extremely important that we spend time in that threshold pace. It's very uncomfortable. For those of you guys that are not really training with heart rate, this is a pace that you can barely hold on to for an hour, okay? But for an untrained individual, it's about 20 minutes. So it's a pace where you're like, I really can't go this speed for longer than 20 minutes. That is your threshold. That's the easy way of defining where our threshold lies. So when we get into this threshold training, we need to hit it a couple times a week. I'm saying two. If you're running every day, hit it two. And to start out, we're looking like five-minute intervals, and then you might go up to eight-minute intervals, then 10, then 12. And so we have a vast majority of our training taking place in the aerobic system. Then we have training going on in the anaerobic system. And then you may even throw in some interval training that goes above into that lactate tolerance zone once a week. For for beginner athletes, you'll hit it once a week. So you might do uh, you know quarter mile intervals. Uh, maybe you do four at a time. Once you're done with that, once you've kind of gotten more comfortable, you can continue to kind of increase all of those components. But you're really looking about two days a week of base training, maybe two days a week of uh, anaerobic training at threshold, and then maybe once a week doing lactate tolerance sets. We're going to take a quick timeout. We'll come back and we will wrap up everything that we talked about really quickly and send you on your way to your next workout. Join us after this brief timeout. Thanks for listening to Faith Family Fitness, a presentation of Full Armor Sports Teams. Teamwork is at the core of any successful organization. At Full Armor Sports, led by national champion coach Jason Lupo, a Christ-centered approach to sports fundamentals and fitness has earned his company the respect of athletes and their parents. Full Armor Sports is committed to helping youth in our community experience growth through sports and to strive for improvement and excellence. Further, youth compete as individuals coming together with a sense of teamwork, camaraderie, and support for one another. At Full Armor Sports, the reality is achievements, failures, wins, and losses eventually fade away. But the bonds team members form through competition evolve into relationships lasting forever. Learn more at FullArmorSports.com. Welcome back to Faith Family Fitness on 100.7 The Word. Today's topic of conversation was heart rate zones and uh, aerobic training. Basically, the, the takeaways today are two things. Number one, 
make the hard stuff hard and the easy stuff easy. And number two, make sure that we are spanning all of our heart rate zones in training, that we are not just focused on one element or the element that we're crossing the spectrum of all of our training uh, zones, all of our heart rate zones. Thank you for joining us on Faith Family Fitness. This is 100.7 The Word. Find us online at faithfamilyfit.com. And as always, check out fullarmorsportsteams.com if you want your kids to be involved in terrific youth sports programs. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next week, 9 a.m. on Saturday. This has been Faith Family Fitness with Coach Jason Lupo of Full Armor Sports Teams of Colorado Springs. Join him at the same time next week for Faith Family Fitness on The Word 100.7.